Welcome to the Sports Gods Picks. I am the moderator for the show, number 18. My name is Anthony, and we got Ace coming from Boston and Malik coming from New York, and I'm from the state of Texas, the Lone Star State from San Antonio. How you guys doing? What's going on, man? Coming from New York for now. New York for for the time being. I'm moving, getting out of here. Got to represent, though, New York for life. (laughs) Nah, nah, nah. NYC, I mean, in my heart, yeah. But my physical physical space is going to be taking up somewhere else. I can see Ace is still from since y'all guys at home doesn't can't see this visually. I can see Ace is still representing New York even though he's in Boston. But anyway, Boston. How are you doing? I Ace? give I give Ace credit for still fitting that jersey. <laughs> yeah, I've had this for a long time, I, uh, longer than we've known each other, my friend. I remember that jersey when we first met. Yeah, that's a good point. This this thing is yeah, this thing is graduated from college at this point. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, that's that dusty old. old. Yeah, of course I'm gonna represent up here. A lot of people, yo, this this low key, there's a lot of there's a lot of Knicks and Yankees fans up here, surprisingly. In Boston? Wow. I thought that was only a, a thing in New York yeah. that, you know, fans from all over just come out of nowhere. Oh no, on, honestly, they, they care a lot about the Red Sox, right? But like most of the people up here, it's really all about the Pats. They don't give a damn about the Celtics. I haven't seen anybody wearing wow. a Celtics hat. I haven't seen anybody wearing a Celtics hat all winter, except like two dudes. It's I thought it'd be all greened out by now. Nah, it's all Pat's gear. Like, they've just been riding that wave. They ain't won a title since 08. Like, they're not real high on this team. No title, no care. They got to be, listen, basically, Boston fans are kind of spoiled. Like, if you're not going to win a championship, we're not here for it. That's that's kind of their attitude. Wow. Dang, that's what that's, that's a really messed up there. But before we go any further, we got to pay the bills, you know. So, um, follow it. I just got to say this. Follow us at um the... The sportsgodspicks.podbean.com, right? Correct, Ace? That's right, Podbean. Okay, and we also are on Twitter, too, at sportsgodspicks, and also on Facebook on Sugarcane Media, at Sugarcane Media Life. I hope I got all that correct there. Yes, you did. Okay, yeah, you don't have no sponsors yet because you don't believe the show doesn't want to sponsor us yet, but anyway, we'll move on to that. But before we get to our picks of... Sponsors by my damn self. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to our picks, of, we see we've got games cut with the Pelicans versus Cal- Cavaliers, 76ers versus Wizards, Nuggets versus Grizzlies, Heat versus Bulls, Spurs versus Magic, Jazz versus Rockets, Lakers versus Pacers. I just want to bring up first the first the NFL. We have these players that have been tagged and non-tagged. I just wanted to get y'all guys' opinions on it. Some of the tagged players we have is Cam Robinson from Jacksonville, Brandon Sheriff from Washington, the Washington football team. I can't believe they still don't have a good name yet. Marcus Williams from New Orleans. Aces, Allen Robbins, Robinson. He got tagged as well. Ma- Marcus May from the Jets. Leonard Williams from the Giants. And uh, Coy, the main event, Dak Prescott, he got tagged and then he got signed. So, you know, that he made out like a bandit against Jerry Jones. But what do you guys think about this? I'll go with Malik first. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised about some of the t- – I'm actually more surprised about some of the people that didn't get tagged than the people that did get tagged. I think everybody that got tagged made sense. Uh, maybe the only shocker, um, maybe the only shocker that you know that you mentioned there was uh, um, <clears throat> might have been Allen Robinson. 
I don't know it was and the reason why not is not because he didn't earn it, but because you know, as far as like committing long term to a receiver in Chicago, like we haven't seen that in a long time, Ace. Um, long-term commitment to a wide receiver. Like they, they had, they remember, I mean, they, when they had Alshon Jeffrey there, you know, and he was a, a big time receiver, they had the opportunity to tag him and, and to sign him long-term and they didn't do that. And so like, just to kind of see the level of commitment that they've made, I mean, they obviously signed Allen Robinson from Jacksonville, you know, to a deal. And then, and then now they're doubling down on that, you know, yeah. they're giving him, you know, high level receiver money, which again, he's earned it, you know, um, to that point and they are going all in because they're going to try to work out a long-term deal with them so a team that really still doesn't have everything figured out from a quarterback's perspective is spending a lot of money around the quarterback and hopefully you get the quarterback that can help uh take the team to the next level so that was the only one that was a little bit of a shock to me because it kind of feels like you you spend on players like that when you have everything around them figured out um rather than giving you know 20 million dollars to a receiver and he still doesn't have the quarterback situation ironed out to really make the most of his talent. So that was probably the only one. Well, I would say I was kind of shocked by the Jets because Marcus May is the best player in the secondary. So why not just give him a eight or nine million dollar contract for two or three seasons? Unless he just wanted a lot more than that or he just wanted to get off the Jets. I get why the Bears tagged Allen Robinson because it doesn't make sense to let him go. Now, they don't have a quarterback yet, but they didn't stop them when they paid Brendan Marshall all that much money. They didn't stop them when they paid uh, Alshon Jeffrey. I think it was $11 million a year before he left. And they didn't stop them way back in the day when they gave Marcus Robinson, I think it was like $7 million a year around the time that T.O. got his big contract. Mm-hmm. So they love to pay wide receivers. They just don't ever have anybody to throw them the ball. Um, they seem to draft actually pretty good tight ends as well because they drafted Greg, uh, who just retired this season, Greg... I'm forgetting his name, Greg Olson. So they know the talent. They just generally don't have anyone to get them the ball. So unless this uh, whole Russell Wilson thing to Chicago really happens, which I'm keeping my fingers crossed because that dude could get here. I mean, the only person who's going to be upset is everybody in or the wide receivers in Seattle who just won't be getting the ball anymore. But aside from that, like they should be able to pick this up and take it. <clears throat> they should be able to pick this up and take it and just make make some more moves. But the salary cap is a suggestion, as I've seen by this what the Saints have done. Is there, I think, like something crazy, like $68 million over the cap is what we saw the numbers for last week? Yep. So that's just as crazy in and of itself to me. That and the a lot of offensive linemen got cut due to salary cap because it only went up, I think. No, this is the first year it went down in like eight years. So, yeah, there's that. Well, I did see some surprising um... – non-tag people, non-tag players. One of them is Malik Kenny Galloway from the Detroit Lions. Also Hunter Henry. You have Aaron Jones here as well. And Shaq Griffin from Seattle. I'm surprised they didn't tag Jones because he, he either has to get moved or something, but I guess they're going to let him be a free agent. Yeah. Um, the Galladay one I wasn't too surprised about. I mean, the team is now moving into a different regime entirely. Um, the Lions were looking to <clears throat> to get to some to get some cap flexibility. Um, they reworked the contract of a couple of guys on the team, and honestly, you know, as much as I like Kenny Galladay, again, devoting nineteen million dollars to a player that only played four games for you last season, 
Um, you're now in a transition period where you're probably not going to have, you, you know, you want to surround your quarterback with some talent, but, you know, not for nothing, you're going to be in a position picking seventh overall where there's going to be at least one to two quality receivers available for you at that selection. Um, two of which are, you know, have been touted as, you know, two of the top, you know, most uh, highly, you know, prized picks uh, at the position in, in some time. So in, in, you know, um, Devonte Smith and, uh, <clears throat> and my guy from, uh, from LSU. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, Jamar Chase, yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that kind of leans me in that direction where, you know, you're looking at a receiver who's dealt with some injury issues. Um, and so you just and, – and you're looking at a cap situation where you can, you can spend that money more wisely elsewhere to try, to try to figure out, you know, the other positions on your team. And like I said, you're in a draft where there's a lot of talent at receiver. Um, so I do expect the Lions to go that route. If they're not going to let they're going to let Kenny Kenny Galladay walk, I expect them to go with a receiver in the draft, uh, very early in the draft, to try to backfill that position. So uh, wasn't too shocked about it. You know, obviously as a fan, you know, hate to see the guy the guy that you you watched groom, you know, to the point where he's gotten to. You hate to see him walk off, but I'm sure he's going to go to a good opportunity. So yeah, I'm not not too much about that. Uh, the Griffin one was a little bit surprising um, because, you know, uh, he's been the best player on that defense for, for a while um even with you know Wagner there even with uh you know all the work that they all the information everybody that they had up on the front line they also released Carlos Dunlap in Seattle so they're making a lot of changes out there uh to this to this team so the fact that they didn't they didn't keep their best cornerback um for the last three seasons is actually pretty pretty telling so see what happens um but I'm, I was a little shocked about that one just yeah. let y'all know that all these players are on Jets fans' wish list. I don't know why, but they like that. They're very crazy on that. <laughs> agency starts this next week, Wednesday, March seventeenth. Yeah. Just let everybody. March seventeenth. Yep. So it's gonna be a free fall. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, it's gonna be a free fall. But the thing is that it's good. To, it's gonna be good to watch this because when it, when football season actually comes up, yeah. these players and the, these new, new moves that's made between this and the draft and whatever is definitely gonna sway our picks when it comes down down to that time. Oh, yeah, the whole league's going to turn over between now and April 30th, basically. These next, this next month and a half is going to basically change every roster in the NFL because not only did the cap go back, but all these quarterbacks are getting crazy money and getting crazy guaranteed money, which eats up at the rest of the roster for everybody else. So every team that yeah. you know was set for next season, it may or may not be. What do y'all think about uh, the Dak Prescott signing and uh, him him signing his his long term deal? I mean, it's been what they've been going back and forth on this for what now almost two, two years? Seasons. Two seasons. Yeah, two seasons. And um, you know, he, he he was franchised last year, didn't sign his deal. You know, held out. You know, before signing his deal, you know, played played a hell of a, played a hell of a first what four games of the season before he got himself hurt and uh, then missed the rest of the year. So. I'm actually a little bit surprised just because of the fact that I'm surprised that Dallas went all in. Obviously, you know, they must feel really good about his, his, uh, his, you know, his recovery and, you know, where he's going to return to as a player. But I'm actually a little surprised that he didn't bet on himself again. Take that, take that franchise tag, take that 37 million, show what you can do. And then, you know, hit the open market next year because they clearly would not have franchised him a third time. So what do you guys think about that? 
he actually got I believe he actually um made out what he wanted because he got his four year deal. So he actually got what he wanted. But at the at the end of the thing, he, he actually got franchised, but that franchise was just a move franchise tag was just a move on to get that, that contract. He basically made out what he wanted last year. Dallas, they kind of lost out on this. They should have just did that same type of deal last year. They would have saved some more money. It would have been saved years, and they would when would um made out a little bit better, in my opinion. I think they had to do it. They they had no choice. They even they're not going to get a get a good quarterback this year in the draft, and I don't think no free agency um free agents going to be available. Anybody's going to be really available for trade that they could actually use. I know people might be thinking about maybe Sam Darnold or something like that, but we don't know with the Jets. Nick Foles, baby. He's always on the table. I don't know if they're going to want Nick Foles. I'm like, come on now. Chicago don't want Nick Foles. <laughs> and turn guard Gardner Minishew. You never, you know, don't, don't, don't sleep on the mullet now. All He's of always ready to go. No, but seriously, it's the same deal. Like, they didn't save any money or cost any money because they were going to give him $40 million. It was really arguing about one extra year on the contract. Because right. basically, he's seeing all these guys play until like 36, 37. So he's like, if my contract ends when I'm 31 and I'm still killing it, then I get to come back and hit you up for another $40 million a year then and get paid until, well, I'm Tom Brady's age, hopefully. Right. And I guess he, hopefully he's eating avocado ice cream and all of the other good stuff that Brady eats and not an ounce of sugar because he can't have any other major injuries if he wants to cash in again. And that's really what this was all about. That's why he wanted to get out when he was like out of the contract when he was 31. But all that's going to end up happening is they're going to, probably franchise tag him then and then sign him to another four-year deal till he was like 36. The crazy part to me is the fact that they front-loaded the contract and my man's getting $75 million after the 2021 season. So if you need a loan and you're an NFL player, <laughs> we now know who to call up because Dak got it. Okay? That's crazy. $66 million in a signing bonus. And he's in a big market crazy. city too, so you know he's getting paid for those endorsements. I don't really pay attention to it, but I know he got he definitely has some endorsements being in Dallas. He's gonna be in every state farm commercial. He's gonna be in every was it chunky chicken noodle soup. They still got that in the NFL, right? Same thing Donovan McNabb was doing back in the day. Yeah, they still do the, they still do the chunky soup. So but he's been doing like the was it the the, the yogurt, the Oikos yogurt. I think yes. that was what I saw. We'll see him doing. in yogurt commercials. We'll probably see him pop up do an ad somehow for like, you know, a Marvel movie. Who knows? He'll, he'll be everywhere. And what I didn't realize yeah. is well, he's got a- he, he replaced the all-time leading passer in Dallas Cowboys history, which was Tony Romo, which is insane. Mm-hmm. When I just found that he out. Passed, wait, you mean he passed him in statistics? No. Meaning Not statistically. He's like, he's like ninth or tenth on the list. He could pass right. him by the end of this contract because he's throwing for 4000 a year. Even with having missed yeah. most of last year, he he still had fifteen hundred yards last season. Actually, I want to see yeah. what he does this year because you know he didn't really get to work a full year with that. What was that rookie's name? That rookie wide receiver. Oh yeah, oh man, he was on my fantasy team too. I can't remember him for the life of me right now. <laughs> I was gonna say Kiki Cootie, but I know that's not right. But I can no, see. you're talking about the kid from uh, the kid from Alabama, right? right? Uncle Lamb. The kid that went to Alabama. C. Yeah, C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not from Alabama, from Clemson. From Clemson. But I can't. I can't yeah, I mean, sorry. I mean, the thing about it is the thing that the thing that, that kind of surprisingly, even though the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl in you know since the '90s, you know, the signing of him, I think it. The one thing that I, I think Romo Romo was able to kind of get away with was not winning. 
um, was despite the fact that he, you know, he got paid and he got he got everything he wanted, but it it seemed like not winning for him was okay. You know, maybe just because Jerry Jones loved him or whatever. You know, for whatever reason, not being a Super Bowl winning quarterback didn't seem to hurt his um, his cachet. You know, one in one way or the other, he was still able to kind of be you know beloved you know by Cowboy fans. I feel like this is putting a ton of pressure on Dak Prescott that says like, look, you've got your money now. You better, you better win. You better perform, and you better win, and not just win. You know, not just go thirteen and three, like, and and get to the playoffs and losing the division round or losing the. You know, we're talking NFC Championship expectations here now are NFC Championship, you know, uh, Super Bowl level, you know, performances, because frankly speaking, you're being paid as much as. Um, you know, the Russell Wilson's out there, the, you know, the, 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 you know, a shade under the Patrick Mahomes, you know, you're getting you're under, a shade under Patrick oh. Mahomes, He's you the know, highest paid quarterback on average, if you average out his contract. Right. I mean, I mean, I guess long term, I guess he's still making less than Patrick. But, but, but what I'm saying is like, it's just the reality of the situation is you're being paid to a level that's going to require you to perform at said level. And for a guy coming off of a major injury, um, with a team that not for nothing is still not complete, right? They're not, they're not, they're not the best. They weren't the best team in the NFC, you know, going into the season before he got hurt. You know, there was, there were questions about whether or not this was a good enough team. So yeah, it's going to be, and it's going to be difficult now that you're paying your quarterback 40 something million dollars a year. It's going to be difficult to build around him because you ain't going to have much money under that cap. So um, they're going to have to do some, do some machinations, hope to get some good, some good draft picks uh, because they've, they've, they've gone all in on the Dak Prescott train. So we'll see what happens, but I just think it's really interesting that he's going to be expected to win at a level that he never had, that Tony Romo never had to deal with. Yeah, because his name is Tony Romo Jones, that's why. They expected Romo to win. It's just the fact that he just never did. Well, they were okay with him not. Is that that's my whole point? It was the level of expectation was was there for Romo yeah. and there for the team, but when he didn't, they didn't hate him. I have a feeling they're going to hate Dak Prescott if he if he doesn't win. They're going to hate him. <laughs> Well, they understood because he kept losing to Aaron Rodgers. He kept losing to uh, Arizona when they had Kurt Warner the last couple of years. They kept losing to the Saints with Drew Brees. It's like they just they were honest with themselves. Like real college fans were like, those teams were better than them then. Right? right. So like they knew it wasn't going to happen. Well, here's, here's the question. Yeah. If you're Dak Prescott now, what do you have in front of you in the NFC? It's two teams. In the next in the next five years, I mean, Tampa will be Tampa's going to be Tampa for the next one to two years at yeah, least, as long Tampa's as Brady's there. It's going to be bad next year, but their offense is going to be great. So that's going to be you like know fifty five forty game. Maybe yeah, Breeze comes back, but even if he doesn't, you better hope New Orleans is not going to be the you know you're going to have Russell Wilson. And you're going to have Aaron Rodgers for the next no, like five years. Better you know that, you better hope Russell Wilson actually doesn't go to Chicago because then that makes it monumentally harder because. Imagine a shutdown defense with their real quarterback. Yeah, I mean, if he stays in Seattle, they can beat him. That's not a problem, right? That's what that's what I mean. Like right now, the NFC is still it's yeah. anybody's guess. You know, yeah. you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to be taken is going to be running the AFC, right? That's yeah. that's 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 a given, you know, and and Josh Allen, He's you know, and those guys under thirty in the NFC as a conference. I didn't think about that until you just said that. He's the best quarterback in the NFC. Imagine just Sean yeah. Watson on the on the, on the um, Bears. I know. That's yeah, why the Texans won't let it happen. Which is which is what I mean. Like this is what I mean. Ed. He's he's being paid to be the best quarterback in that conference, 
Ace was just talking about Romo losing to, um, you know, the Breezes and the Rogers of the world. Yeah. In, in three years, the only person that you're going to be expecting Dak Prescott to lose to is Patrick Mahomes. And that's only in the Super Bowl, buddy, because that's the only place you're going to play him in the playoffs. Everywhere, the Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys are expecting him to win. And that's why I'm saying it's, it's going to be a really, really interesting, you know, few years as he, as he grows and develops. You know, unless Atlanta moves up in this draft, you can see that NFC East, I mean, NFC period is not going to really have any good quarterbacks. You're right about that. Yeah. Good luck, I mean, Dakota. All of them dudes is <laughs> everybody who's in the NFC who's any good is like over 35 years old. Right. Murray, I still don't believe in him, but he's getting there, but he ain't there yet. No. Right. Exactly. Giants have Daniel, Daniel Jones, who don't have to worry about him. Um, and they're basically going to win. If the Cowboys don't win the division, like, handily, like, by four games every season for the next three, something's going wrong. Like, Dak Prescott is hurt. Or worse, they're probably going to end up cutting, uh, what's his name, the running back, Zeke. Zeke, Zeke Elliott. Because he's the highest-paid running back in the league right now. So if they're going to cut money, it's gonna, they're going to have to ask him to restructure his deal. And I wouldn't be shocked if that happens if he has another down season. So we'll see. Like, you know, like a Todd Gurley type of um, situation. Exactly, except Gurley had an arthritic knee. But Gurley got them to the Super Bowl, so they can't really be mad at him. They paid him $20 million, but he got you to the Super Bowl. Y'all just didn't give him the ball when you got there. You, know, you got to go all out. Just go for the win. Exactly. End up losing the game. We'll see. We'll definitely see on that one. But um, let's move on to a different topic here because we, we're going to have the NFL pinned until maybe, what, next week when free agency starts and we're going to have the excitement there, but – we also got we also got um, some college basketball to talk about. Yes, I heard y'all guys was talking before I came on before the show started. We also have uh, quite. I saw the news that Duke is going to be out on the ACC tournament. What y'all guys think about that? I would have Malik's pointed out. Well, I don't care how they're out. I'm just kind of happy that they're gone. I'm kind of tired of them. Um, I think they're overrated. They keep signing these top five classes and not winning. The last time they actually had a winning team was when they had, they didn't win with Zion, but somehow they ended up winning with, uh, who are those guys? None of them ended up being good in the pros, which was kind of odd. It was, where is he now? Is he still in the league? He's still in the league. It's that, it's that center um, from Chicago. Khalil, not Khalil. Um, Jaleel Okafor? Jaleel Okafor, exactly. They won with Jaleel Okafor about, was that four years ago, five years ago? Yeah, about five years ago. Five years ago, they won title 2015 at a tournament. They won with them or 2016. They won with them. But then, like, ever since then, it's been all downhill. It's kind of surprising. They keep being top five classes and not winning. They're kind of like – the only team I'm kind of be sad that's not making is Kentucky because they usually put on a good show and, like, they almost always make it to the Sweet 16. They're like a short bet for the first two rounds. They're money in the bank for some reason. They just always cover. Yeah, I mean, for me, the, the – I, and I mentioned this is that I, my issue, not an issue, but, you know, the only thing that, that sucks about it is, you know, that it's COVID related, you know, that it's that it's 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 still, you know, a year we're over a year into the situation. And this is this thing is still like rearing its ugly, ugly head. And, you know, obviously it prevented us from having a tournament at all last year. You know, we had to cancel the entire tournament. And now at the very least, it's, you know, ousted one of the, the blue bloods of the of the, you know, of the NCAA 
Um, <clears throat> if I'm going to watch Duke lose, I want to see them lose. If Duke's going to be out, I want to see it happen. I want to watch them get beaten, <laughs> you know, um, and I want to cheer against them and cheer, cheer, you know, for whomever's going to beat them. I mean, I also cheer against Kentucky. Like I, you know, I, I cheer, I cheer against the Blue Bloods. You know, my own, the, the team I usually, I typically root for because LSU never makes attorney is it is Michigan State, right? So I'm 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 pulling for Michigan State whenever I, whenever they're there. I'm a, I love Izzo, love love Larry Izzo. You know, Michigan State is now MSU Spartans. Brought to you by uh, was it uh, 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 Rocket Mortgage? Yes, no joke. I think Rocket Mortgage now owns the state of Michigan the state. and the city of Detroit. Oh, it's crazy. Oh, um, but yeah, like, so, you know, seeing them be gone, it, it's, you know, it's, it's a little disheartening, but, you know, you figure at some point in time, the Coach K era is going to come to a close and, and they'll, they'll have to figure out ways to. He's 74 years old. I didn't realize he is. that. Yeah, he is. His hair is still jet black. He looks good. He looks good, though. He looks good. He's wearing a toupee. Uh, okay, he looks good. Still looks like, you know, he still looks spry. His hair is you darker know? than Steve Kerr's. <laughs> like he still looks out. and he could have he, coached steve kerr he probably definitely could have yeah, he still looks probably um so yeah it's, it's having duke out of it is you know it's a little bit it's gonna be it's gonna be weird to have them not be there but the, yeah. the tournaments will still go on and eventually i'll just forget that they're not there so exactly. that's the other Buffalo's part is gonna make it and that's what's important we gotta focus <laughs> on what's important that's true he, yeah exactly let's focus on that and Georgetown is actually looking good because they beat Villanova, so they may actually get into the tournament. But their only hope is really winning it all. So Georgetown-UConn, Big East tournament. I'm looking forward to that tomorrow night, watching that game. What about y'all? Y'all looking forward to any of these conference tourneys? So I, I, I love the Big East. I've always loved the Big East conference tournament. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of along, the, along the same lines with you. Happy to see Big East basketball returning back to some level of prominence, which is going to be cool. Um, I'm interested in the ACC tourney because, again, you know, usually it's who is going is it, is it, is, is it to be Duke and UNC at the end? And if it's not, who, who else is going to be coming into there? Um, and so now that Duke isn't involved, UNC is still around. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they're still not the team that, you know, everybody, you know, they're 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 good, but they're still not. They're not number one, you know. No. Um, they're not at that level, they're and so five seed at best. Yeah, and so they're 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 definitely you know they're right for the taking. So this tournament, I think this this year's tournament, the ACC is going to be interesting. Yeah, and the best team in the SEC is either Alabama, or I think it's it's either Alabama or Auburn. Tennessee is pretty good. LSU is not too bad, you know. They didn't. They didn't pay the right guys this year, so they didn't get so many good players. That's <laughs> what it is. I just want to see some good games. That's all I want to see and see a good Cinderella team come out of this. Maybe get closer, get, get closer to like the championship game. You know what? I'm always rooting for the HBCU teams, and there's apparently some one kid who's on, um, I think it's either Norfolk State or some team in the MEAC, and he's just been dropping like 25, 26 a game. So we'll see if somebody can get hot and just hit a bunch of threes. I, well, just, I love to root for them. Well, just to let everybody know, this is um, this Sunday is going to be Selection Sunday, March 14th, and quite can't wait till that comes out. We get to talk about that as well later on down the road. But um, I did saw a question on um uh, on our Twitter that was put out on um, March 10th of this year. Um, the question basically just says here, what is the best 
bet you ever made and for March Madness. What about you guys? What is the best bet that you never made? Never made. Never made. Okay. For March Madness, the best bet I never made. Oh, I I I know one. Go ahead, Ace. Um, I was gonna basically it was the year it was the year that um UNC ended up winning the championship with uh, Tyler Hansborough. And mm-hmm. it was UNC was such a heavily favored team that year that the field was like plus five hundred, and like UNC was like minus two fifty, and I still bet on UNC anyway. And <laughs> they ended up beating the entire. Basically, you could take all sixty five other teams or sixty three other teams, and against UNC to win the tournament, right? Because the odds were just overwhelmingly in their favor. And they went right. through, and they beat everybody. And I said, no, no, if the odds makers feel that strongly about it. And clearly, it's like four guys on that team that are going to the NBA. I'm surprised that, um, what's his name, didn't go even earlier, who ended up on Denver. Um, what was that point guard? I can't even remember his name right now. Murray? No, Ty, Ty something. Not Murray. Murray went before. Oh, um, uh, um, you said ended up on Denver? Yeah. Oh, Ty Lawson. Ty Lawson, exactly. I thought yeah. Ty Lawson was going to leave as like a sophomore. He left as a junior. Um, what's his name was in his senior year. They even had like a seven foot center. So like that team was stacked. John Henson, yeah. all of them guys was on that team, and they still ended up going and beating everybody. And the fact that I still, I didn't, I, yeah, I either didn't bet UNC, but I definitely didn't take the field, and I'm happy because I put a good amount of money on that, and that was that was a good win that year. Yeah, probably the one that the the one that I didn't make was um remember that year this is this was not too long ago the year um when kentucky went undefeated through the entire season this is when they had believe i believe towns was on that team i believe that was the team that had 2013 yeah like they had they they were like 34 and oh or something like that and they went into the tournament they were obviously they they were the youngest team but they were the was that the team that actually lost to julia loco for his team yeah, they had the Harrison yeah. brothers. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. 20, 2015, I'm sorry, 2015. Right, they had the Harrison brothers. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I, I just remember that team, and I remember I remember having so many conversations about that team and people talking about how they were going to run the table, they were going to finish undefeated, and there was a bet um, right before, either right before the tournament or right or like the, during the first round of the tournament, there was a bet on, on them losing uh, in the Elite Eight which I believe is where they end up losing. And there was a bet that was like, um, <clears throat> it was like plus 250 or plus 300. You know, they were, mi- they, yeah, that's what it was. They were, they were, they were minus, uh, they were minus 250 or minus 300 to get to the final four. And they were, you know, it was plus, plus 250, you know, for them to lose before the final four. Yeah. And I should have taken, I was, I was very tempted to take that bet. And I didn't, and they wound up losing. And so it was, it was a really interesting um, time because, again, you know, everybody thought that team was just – that team was so loaded with so many great, talented players that um, I would say the other one was betting not, not at the time I was too young, but I would have probably bet against uh, the Fab Five. Um, <laughs> I probably would have bet against them because I mean I loved them, right? But you know you loved the Fab Five, but I mean I would have probably bet against them because Duke was Duke, right? This the whole the whole point was like they were playing Duke, man. Like I, you know that they the teams that they were playing against it was it was just 
at that time, at that moment, like everybody, with them, all the money would have been on the Fab Five. So I would have just put my money on the other team just because everybody was on the Fab Five. Oh, well, back then I would have picked, you, there's nothing you could have told me in my mind. And cause that's like 90, yeah, I was all in. That was back when I thought Georgetown was HBCU because their team was so black. Okay. <laughs> like they had kente cloth on their jerseys. I didn't even remember that until somebody That's right. about that on their podcast. And I was like, wait a second. They did have that. And I remember that Iverson jersey because I wanted my pops to get that for me because I was a big Georgetown fan. And they had him and they had Alonzo Morning before him and all these dudes. And I was like, oh, wow. And then the coach, the head coach was John Thompson. And it, I did not realize until probably like my sophomore, junior year of high school that, like, wait, Georgetown's just a regular cat. It's a Catholic school? Like St. John's? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, all right, I guess they got it. I didn't realize it wasn't an HBCU until I asked somebody. So, yes, I would have bet them or UConn. It was, I wasn't a big Syracuse fan, but yeah, I would have bet if you'd have gave me 20 bucks, I would have said Georgetown to win it all. Mm-hmm. I would have lost. So I'm glad I didn't do that. But yeah. <laughs> Hoya Destroyers, that's right. Yeah. Well, for me, uh, uh, of course, I actually was cheering for Carmelo back in the days, and I wish I actually could have uh, could have actually bet for bet on him. But then, but of course, back then I wasn't really thinking about it. The Syracuse run, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a good run. You know, you know how many games you could have won just from that run right there. How many games could have just betted on with that? How, that was a good time. We was in college then. Somebody was like, "Let's go over to Syracuse to go to the party because we was up in Buffalo," and I think we ended up going up to Toronto as usual. It was either Toronto or Niagara Falls, one of them cities up there. And it was a good time, man. We was watching the tournament. It was it was fun. Man. I'm still convinced that Duke Duke bowed out because they were gonna lose to Florida State, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> they knew they were gonna lose to Florida State. They were gonna lose to Florida State. That that was that was gonna happen. They're the best team in the you know, they're the best team in the uh ACC. They made it to the Elite Eight last year, Leonard Hamilton. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not the greatest head coach, but he's he keeps them boys winning and they keep staying making it to the first two, three games. They make it to the second weekend almost every year. Exactly. But this Sunday, I just wanted to know, y'all guys going to be filling out that b- bracket once it comes out? Oh, always. I wonder if we should be Probably not on that. Sunday. I usually like to fill out one. I usually like to fill out one. Well, I usually like to fill out one on Tuesday. I'm sorry, Monday. After we hear, you know, all of the people talk about the teams. Because, you know, I, I know, I know, I know enough about like the Blue Bloods and some of the top teams in the conferences that I pay attention to, but there's a lot of teams in there I have no clue about. Oh, so I like to, to I like to read some of the things and study up or whatever before I put my bracket bracket out there. KenPalm.com. If you don't know about Ken Palm, you don't know about rankings. This guy, this math nerd, statistician, whatever he is, he charges twenty dollars a year to, for his website, right? Those those rankings are invaluable. He rank, he ranks tempo. He ranks luck. He ranks offense, defense. It's insane. And one thing that's been true is no team rated out of the top 100 or the top 30, really, rarely makes it to the Elite Eight of the Final Four. The only time that happened in a long time would have been, like, when George Mason made it or, like, mm-hmm. BCU made it. But their defensive ratings were, like, top 10 or top 20. Okay. Yeah. It'd be real nice if he was our sponsor, too. Wow. <laughs> Listen, this is a betting podcast and sports in general, so – if you don't know about Ken Palm and you're betting on the NCAA tournament, you are what I would say flying blind. You t- you're taking money a, away. Yeah, you're taking a lot of liberties with your cash. Yeah, I, I usually jump on sports line. I'm, I'm a, I'll jump on sports line, see what's going on there. 
but uh, KenPalm.com. I'll check them out. Yeah, and it's free. It's it's free to go look every day. So mm-hmm. don't tell them I sent you because they ain't giving me nothing. But it is. What it is. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of betting and stuff like that, I wish I betted on um, last week because y'all guys didn't pick my my boy Steph Curry to win the three point contest and stuff like that. I was the only but well, who picked it out of all three of us? What happened there? Who did I pick? I might have picked Devin Booker. I might have picked Devin Booker, but he but he he bowed out. And I picked Damian Lillard, but he didn't go. And he didn't play. So I I told y'all not to waste y'all money on Zach Levine, and he got eliminated real quick. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Zach Levine wasn't. You know, I was I was pulling for him, but you know, no. Um, I think I went with Devin Booker, and he didn't play. He wound up uh, bowing out. And Mike Conley, you know, served him very well because he actually made it to the made it to the final and and gave Steph. Everything that he needed, <laughs> like yeah, he the entire challenge that he needed. So, um, yeah, shout out, shout out to him. And uh, Steph Curry was the who's that? The the Mountain Dew shot, the three, the the the, the one shot. Yes, like three. Yeah, three the Steph Curry shot, basically twenty eight feet away. Yeah, which was crazy. And Mike Conley hit one of them, and Steph had to hit both of them just to be. And he did. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm a little surprised. Like Trey Young didn't do it. Obviously, Atlanta. You know, I'm surprised that he wasn't in it, you know, because it was in Atlanta. It made, would have made sense for him to do it. Um, I think so I'm a little, a little surprised he wasn't there. Team. What was that? If he ever makes the All-Star team again, he's going to do it. You he know, made it last year. He, he made it last year. Surprised. Yeah, he didn't make it last year. I'm surprised. I wasn't surprised he didn't make it this year because he hasn't had a great year. But, yeah, he made it last year. He's not shooting too well. But also, the, the game yeah. wasn't supposed to be – like, this was last minute because apparently – I was like, why are the jerseys yellow? They're supposed to be in Indianapolis. So that's why the jerseys were yellow. They look like old Pacers jerseys from like way back in the day, like Reggie's rookie season. Mm. And I was like, why are they yellow and blue? This doesn't make any sense. And nothing about Atlanta, yellow and blue. And it was supposed to be in Indy. In Indy. So they just kept the jerseys and they were like, whatever, just put them on. Ain't nobody going to ask any questions. <laughs> Nobody's going to know. Cool. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. But well, we definitely didn't have Anthony Simons in the dunk contest. I don't think I don't think any of us had him winning the Obi dunk contest. Obi Obi Toppin. No, no. Yeah, I don't think any of us had that one. And he what do you think about the dunk contest anyway? You know what? It was worth seeing. They just needed one more person. These dudes are scared. Um, Anthony Edwards should have been in it. He probably could have won. Um, I like the dunks. Like they were pretty impressive. Obi Toppin went between his legs from the foul line. I mean. People are just kind of bored of seeing the same stuff, but like these, these are some really impressive things that these dudes is doing, and I hope he comes back next year. If I was him, he should have he should have redid the Aaron Gordon one where he went underneath both legs and dunked it, because that was the most that, that was one of the craziest dunks I've ever seen in my life. The 2016 slam dunk. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I didn't really care too much about it. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I mean, it was it was. Why it was nice. Fun, to see. It's not. It's not even. No. It's just. It's just. You know. It's lost so much of its luster because I think they. I think they keep trying to change the format. They keep trying to make. You know. They're. They're, they're trying to inject some level of uh, energy into it, instead of just letting it be about the dunk. Look, the most important thing that to me. Um, the most. The biggest thing about the dunk contest, even in the eighties, if you even if you watch the old dunk contest from the eighties and stuff like that, you know they. They weren't all great. They weren't all great. It's fine if it's not to me. It's 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 a dunk contest. It's it's fine if a guy does a dunk that we've seen seen before, as long as he does it well and he does it fun. I think that 
ever since, and I, this to me, the problem is Vince Carter ruined the dunk contest for everybody. He absolutely did. He absolutely did. When his hand actually went through the rim. Vince Vince Carter made it a show. He made the dunk contest an absolute like show that ever since people are still talking about that. That was the expectation. Right, right. So ever since the expectation of what the dunk contest should be has like grown and ballooned ever since then. There's dudes and in so, the league who, were, who, were, who weren't born yet when that happened. I just like to point that out to our y- listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's, and it's so it's crazy. It's like, so to me, the dunk contest before, I, you know, even the Michael Jordan stuff, like, like the, the dunk contest initially was about the best players, you know, was about like guys like Dominique and Michael Jordan, you know, going in and going into this dunk contest. And then it just became, you know, and then it was a lull there. But now, so one, the best players don't play. Like the best players don't compete in the dunk contest, in the same vein that the best three-point shooters. They don't want to get compared to Michael Jordan. Right, but it's like that's why the three-point contest is my favorite thing. That's why that's why the three-point contest is is always is and has always been my favorite my favorite you know event because because the they only bring the best at that right. The only the best three-point shooters are going to be at that competition. The one off year that Joe Harris wins. Well, Joe Harris is a really good three-point shooter, right? He's not, he's not a bad three-point. No, he's not the best player, but he's the – what I'm saying is like – I hear you. The best three-point shooters only come out. Yeah. The best dunker in the NBA, I mean, from a, from a popularity perspective, is probably Zion, and, and you knew he wasn't going to play. But if, you know, it didn't matter what Zion would do. If Zion and Anthony Edwards wanted to be in it, I would have said, let's just go with five then. I'm cool. Yeah, let him do it. Let's go let him do it. Um, so that's kind of like why the why the why the, the dunk contest has lost its luster for me because, you know, it's it's and Blake Griffin was pretty good. He jumped over a damn car, right? But I'm saying they've set this level of expectation on on these kids to like do something great, like Michael Jordan. It's like Obi Toppin isn't Michael Jordan. Like <laughs> like that's not gonna happen, you know. But Michael Jordan. Well, that's true. Actually. And they've made it and they made it about they've made it a spectacle that it doesn't need to be. Just, just, just make it for what it is, because then what happens is it is, man. It's a spectacle. No, no, no. What I'm saying is like when it's not great, people just too much. Kill it. Yeah, people just say it sucked. It was horrible. It was a good contest. Like I, I had no problem with the dunk contest. I wish there were more participants. You know, but it was a good contest. It was fine. I had no problems with it. It Um, Because of that expectation that it brings up that maybe they might get injured. That's why the um the main you know the big names want to play. I don't think there's any incentive to it. If anymore. you don't lose, if you lose, like, I don't know if y'all remember this, but I do, because every year would come on, like, that's my thing. I love watching Slam Dunk. Sean Kemp entered it like three or four times. He made it to the second round once. And they always brought up the fact that he had small hands. And I'm like, small hands? This dude's six foot ten. Use two hands. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Cuff the ball, man. Like, he was one of the best in game dunkers on people in the history of the NBA, but yet never won the Slam Dunk contest. Do we remember that he didn't win? Only I do, because I'm the nerd who paid attention to all the slam dunk contests in the 90s, was watching him like, I can't believe this dude is not beating, you know, not D. Brown, but whoever won in like 97 or 96 or 98. I'm like, this is crazy. And Sean Kemp never won. Now, if Zion goes in and Anthony Edwards goes in, you're really just competing against each other. And guess what? You already got the shoe deal. So this is just going to raise, people are going to be paying attention to what you're doing now. Yeah, the, the Hornets just lost to um, somebody by twenty points tonight. They just lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota, yeah. So clearly, the by thirty, yeah, the game is not going very well for you. So you might as well go out and win the slam dunk 
because that's something that you might pay attention to. Yeah, I, I think Aunt, I think to answer your question, and I think there's a lack of incentive to do it. I mean, the money is not the money. The money that I remember, if I can remember correctly, I don't think the money is great. You know, coming out of it. Like um, grand or 50 grand. Yeah, it's, it's it's not that much, and you know, a game check, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and and I mean, this year specifically because it was at halftime of the actual All Star game, like there was no way a player like Zion who was competing in said game was going to, you know, you know, defer his his halftime break and go in there do the dunk contest and then and then come back out and actually play in the second half of the game. I, it just wouldn't have made any sense. That would have been interesting. It, yeah, but yeah, to me, it's like you know, obviously the just the opportunity to get hurt again or whatever. But so, so yeah, I, I just think that there's, it's not incentivized and, you know, people just don't, don't, you know, have the, the same level of competition and creativity that they had before, you know, um, to, to, to want to do it. Well, most people don't watch this, but it comes on ESPN or ESPN two. Like actually a lot of people probably don't watch this this year. When you get to the final four, they do it with all the division one college athletes and they have the three point contest for the men and the women and a slam dunk contest. And since it's all going down in Indianapolis for the men and for the women in San Antonio, they're going to be doing the slam dunk contest for both. And then like the skills challenge and the shooting challenge and all of that. So y'all can check that out. I think I do. I have like, I have watched the, NCAA slam dunk contest a few times, and I do. I have like that. I actually, I actually went all the way back and watched the high school ones. Um, they, they, they the, the high, high schools do one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen those too. Those were actually, those are actually pretty good. And I mean, I love the energy from the fans in that one because again, it's high school basketball, so you know, ain't no, ain't you know, ESPN's there, but <laughs> but nobody cares about that, right? Like, there's no regulations here. Security ain't holding people back. When there's a, when there's a crazy dunk, the crowd goes wild. People run on the court. Nobody cares. Like, nobody can do anything about his high school ball. This <laughs> so, a terrible judge, by the way. I just need to put that out there. He begins <laughs> nines and eights for no reason. I did like. I, I will say though, I did like the 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 final touch of them not um, reviewing, like, not not giving a score for the last dunk. And just picking, picking a person, yeah. I wish that they would have gotten two dunks. I think you should get two dunks yeah. instead of one dunk. Give them two dunks, and then you pick who did the best out of those two dunks. I, I think giving them one dunk was a little bit off. It was a little bit, you know, wild to me. I didn't like that. Well, they were making it for TV, and they were like, "All right, we got to get back and finish this game." Apparently, people want to see the second half of a game that was a blowout. Steph Curry and LeBron playing together is crazy. Him, Giannis, and Curry on the same team. If Giannis was American, we'd never lose the Olympics ever again. That's all I know. It wouldn't be a game. Because the Summer Olympics is actually going to happen this year in Tokyo, so we'll see if Team USA, who they send and who wants to go out there and play. Well, yeah. LeBron James is the all-star game GM of the year. Going <laughs> <back>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But now we Corey coming down to the wire here, and um, – this is going to be the second second half of the NBA. It starts this. It starts right now, actually, as we're recording it. But we're going to be talking about the Friday games, eight p.m. games. The first ones is three of them. The first one is the Pelicans, which who are the favorites versus the Cavaliers. It's going to be an eight point spread on that one. What do you guys think about that? I'm taking the Cavs. Uh, the Pelicans are pretty trash. They have not yet to figure it out. Lamelo, not Lamelo. Lonzo Ball is just. The defense is just not there. The assists aren't there. He's coming off the ball more, so I don't even think he's running point. Zion scoring, Brandon Ingram scoring. No one else on the team is really doing much. 
And as crazy as it is, the Cavs' best two players are their guards. Colin Sexton is dropping like 26 a game. Jared Allen's playing really well. So that trade from the Nets to the Cavaliers are actually helping him. And the Cavs can cover this spread. Eight points is a lot. I know they're on the road, but the Pelicans are going to be playing a back-to-back, and they just lost to Minnesota. So I can't imagine them all of a sudden coming back and just beating the brakes off of the Cavs. Yeah, giving the Cavs as well. Uh, the Pelicans are – they're just difficult to read, honestly. Um, they, they they legitimately don't play defense, like, for long stretches. Like, they, like I, I feel like they play defense, they get tired, they just stop. And just, like, just, like just, just rebound the ball and get it to Zion, please. Like, like please just stop. <laughs> stop playing defense. Let the other guy score, rebound it, give it to Zion. I think it's it, – what's, what's most – kind of frustrating, I guess, for me is that the the thought, the theory was that, you know, trading for Steven Adams was going to make the team tougher and a little bit more defensive minded, defensive focused, and it hasn't done that at all. Um, not even a little bit. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's weird because you expected this team to, to take that step forward. This is a game that they should, not only should they be favored, this is a game they should smoke. You know, they are a much more talented team than their record has, has you know, has shown out um, and they're, they're just not playing well. Um, they're not playing consistent basketball. And so I expect them to win. I just don't expect them to, 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 to hold the, uh, the eight points. So yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll take Cleveland. I guess just by what you're two saying, it must be a no brainer because the Cavaliers are under, but they're underdog in it. So might as well take them, right? Eight points spread on that one. Exactly. Our next game is going to be the, uh, another eight, 8 o'clock game, Eastern, I should say, 8 o'clock Eastern game, because I'm in, you know, no, I'm in, what is it? Central. Central, yes. I don't know why I forgot about that. But anyway, <laughs> it's going to be the 76ers versus the Wizards. And this one, it shows here for now as a um, five-and-a-half spread. It might change later on. But um, Malik, what do you got on this one? Yeah, um, the Wizards are at home. They're actually playing – they've actually played better ball in the last couple of weeks. Um but and and the the main thing here is the 76ers will be without their two best players. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are still out. Contact tracing, you know, safety protocol stuff uh, with respect to COVID. Um, and so I'll go ahead and rob with the Wizards here um, and to 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 cover you know, to at, least, at the very least cover. I actually think they'll win this game. I actually think they can win this game uh, outright um, and take advantage of the fact that the 76ers are missing their two best players. Um, so not for nothing, the, the real MVP for the for the for the Wizards is the barber for the 76ers because he's clearly he's he's the one he's the one who who apparently got everybody sick. So um, yeah, let me give me the Wiz. Uh, I'll take the five and a half. I'm taking the uh, bullets here. Um, they got the better guards. <laughs> Sixers guards are Jake Middleton. Still doing it? Yeah, I'm still doing it. I'm gonna keep doing it. I refuse to call them some ridiculous name like the Wizards or the Sardos or whatever anybody calls them, the Wiz. Diana Ross and Michael Jackson <laughs> for are not years. team. They're not the Wiz. They are the Even Bullets. Old, old man Jordan was on the Wizards, hey, not listen, the Bullets. If I can, you know who's also on the, you know who's on the Bullets? Uh, future Hall of Famer Chris Webber and the head coach of the uh, Michigan men's basketball team, Jawan Howard, run the Bullets. That Shout is out true. to them. I remember them jerseys, so get out of here with that. I wouldn't be surprised you might have one somewhere in your closet. You know what? I like the Bullets jerseys look better than the Wizards jerseys. That's for damn sure. I love how he actually wrote the Bullets on his uh, on the right. pick on the on, on the spread <laughs> on the spreadsheet. I put the Bullets, <laughs> and they're at home. I think they're gonna win. 
Um, Shake Middleton, I don't know who's going to have a big game, but I can't imagine. I don't know how the Sixers beat somebody by like 25 tonight. I don't know who came through. Tobias Harris is still playing, so he's going to get a lot of shots. Yeah, They don't really have anybody for him. Rui Hachimura is going to be guarding him. Mo Wagner has been playing pretty good for the Wizards, for the Bullets. Got to keep it consistent here for the Bullets. And we'll just see what happens. We'll just see. Maybe they'll make a trade and see if they can get, um, I don't know, DeMarcus Cousins. But see if they actually want to try and win some games. But I'm assuming he's going to want to go to a playoff team. Wizards should change the names of the Redskins. <laughs> Perfect. They should just do that. <laughs> like, well, somebody had to do it. <laughs> that is the one thing that the NBA, like, was quick on first. It's like, let's not have any offensive team names. Uh, that's true. That's where the bullets are gone. So. No, that's not why the bullets are gone. They changed the bullets names. are gone because of the violence, man. DC was like DC. DC was like the murder capital of the of America when when they changed their name. Like a year or two. Listen, <laughs> no, that was in the eighties. When they changed the name, it was because the owner's son or friend got killed due to gun violence. So that's why they changed the name. Yeah, again, because of violence. That's what I said. Hey, in the infamous words of Cameron, people get shot every day. Be <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. You know, I know that was a movie. Oh my God! You I would are. like to point out. I looked that up. That was a movie. He didn't just say that. It's paid in interview. full. Yes, it was from Paid in Full. He didn't just say yeah. that in an interview. So yes, in fairness to him. But yeah, they'll be fine. You're definitely right about that. Um, the NBA is definitely good at doing that because they even do that with their logos too. Because I remember some of these logos they used to be sharp and everything like that. And they smoothing the lo- the logos to make them look more friendly and stuff like that. Yeah. Just just so that you know they they won't you know. Nobody that offensive things to nobody. With a Cavalier or a Nick. Like, one team's literally named after something you do, which is magic. Like, it's, it's just weird. Wizards, wizards are more marketable than Bullets are. That's well, it. They need to choose a better name. Team's been terrible since they called them the Wizards. And besides, the magical thing was taking with Orlando anyway, so, you know. Call them something else. The DC, the Senators. I don't know. All right, what's the third game at? You're on mute. <laughs> he doesn't even know. You're on mute, man. He can't hear you. Man. Oh, man. Technical, technical difficulties over there. Anyway, oh, the third game for the 8 o'clock, um, game, 8 o'clock Eastern game is going to be the Nuggets versus the Grizzlies. There's going to be a three-point spread on that one. So what, what do you guys think about this game? Uh, I'll go first. I'm, I'm going to take the Nuggets, even though they're the favorite and they're on the road. Um, the center for Jonas Valanciunas, he's been playing great for the Grizzlies, but uh, mm-hmm. he's going up against uh, Nikola Jokic, who's probably the best big man in the league, in my opinion. Since he's the best center in the league, I'm gonna say that. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Joel Embiid is he's number two, but he's not playing Embiid, so I'm gonna take the Nuggets. I think Jamal Murray's gonna get it together in the second half. And one of the best players for the Grizzlies is still out, and they only still have uh, Jamel Morant, aka Ja Morant. Shout out to Ja for not getting into the all for the getting into the slam dunk. He said the judges is crooked, and I agree. But I'm taking the Nuggets. They should be able to win this by like four or five points, easy. Yeah, same here. The Nuggets are <clears throat> the Nuggets are the better team. Um, I, I I think the brand of basketball they play is actually pretty pretty impressive, um, and and Jokic, like you said, Ace is he's phenomenal. Um, I mean he's he 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 moves so slow, 
he shouldn't be this good, but he's <laughs> but he is, and he he's fantastic. Um, so yeah, I, I'll go ahead go ahead and roll with the Nuggets. Um, figure that they're gonna they're gonna be able to take to to win this game and and win it you know by more than five points. So go ahead and roll with the Nuggets here. Yeah. All right. So now we got these two nine o'clock games going on right now. The nine p.m. games are basically the Heat's going to be the favorites versus the Bulls. And this is a two, actually a two-and-a-half spread on this one. So what do you think about this, Malik, when it comes down to it, you've got the Bulls and the Heat over there? I know the Heat used to – I don't even know if you still actually love the Heat as your favorite team. No, no. The Heat are not my favorite team. The Heat were never my favorite team. Let's, let, let's put this into perspective here, okay? The okay, Heat were never my favorite sure. team. They have my favorite player. And my favorite player. That Heat jersey said otherwise. They had my favorite player. It was it was it was a jersey of my favorite player. All right. All right. Um, they had my favorite player. My favorite player was Tim Hardaway. He played for the Heat, and 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 at the time I was going through a love hate situation with the Knicks. So, um, <laughs> so I rolled with my favorite player. Um, that said, I'm a Knicks fan, and I'm going to stay a Knicks fan. Now, again, now, uh, the Bulls suck. And I can't stand them. <laughs> I'm happy to see them lose. After all those years of Michael Jordan tormenting, tormenting the NBA, I'm happy to see them lose. I'm happy to see the Bulls not be good. And so I'm going to continue to watch the Bulls not be good. And I'm going to continue to, you know, and I'm going to really enjoy them being beaten by their former player, Jimmy Butler, who they should have held on to. They should have paid because he was you know, after Derrick Rose, you know, Derrick Rose's unfortunate situation, unfortunate injury stuff, he was the best thing smoking in that on in, in that organization. And they just wouldn't pay him. Like they just wouldn't they wouldn't they wouldn't, you know, and then they eventually traded him to Minnesota. So Jimmy Butler, go ahead and go ahead and crap all over the Bulls. And and maybe this means that uh Zach Levine becomes a New York Knicks. And um, you know, we figure out they you know the Bulls it lowers lower Zach Levine's trade value to the point where, you know, a couple of second round picks and like, you know, <laughs> and like Kevin Knox gets a Zach Levine in the Knicks and then I'll be happy. Seriously. Exactly. Exactly. Gonna, so give me the heat. I'm going to say this. The, all those picks that the Bulls got from trading um, him are, were worth it because Minnesota is also terrible still. So they got yeah. a first round draft pick for him. Now, is Jimmy Butler the best team on the heat? No, that's Bam Adebayo. But the Heat are still that much better than the Bulls that they've made it to the conf- they made it to the championship last year. They made it to the finals yep. in the bubble, which today is March 11th, which was the day this today this one year ago today was when the league shut down. So the fact yep. that we're watching any sports, I'm happy for. Um, but the Bulls are trash, and I'm glad they've been consistently trash since 1999 until now. Them falling apart uh, consistently in the playoffs, losing to LeBron, losing with Ben Gordon. Just, just consistently losing. I would say since about 2003 till now has been quite fun to watch. Shout out to you, Bulls fans. You can look <laughs> in the past, but uh, you know the Knicks are Knicks are still winning. I'm gonna take that, and the Heat should win this easily. Um, the Bulls don't really have a center. They've drafted a lot of talent, but it just hasn't really come together. Kobe right. White is actually playing really well, but um, Goran Dragic is playing good, and also Kendrick Nunn is playing pretty good, and Duncan Robinson is like shooting the lights out. So overall, the Heat is just a better team. So who you got, Ace? For for what you you cut out uh, Spurs Magic? No, 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 no. For the um, for the Heat oh, versus taking the Heat, taking the Heat. That's one of my okay. Just making sure back. the Bullets, the Heat, 
are two of are my first two locks of the week. I'm going to finish it in the next three. So I'm going to have three. Oh, okay. Halfway on that one. So we got the last 9 o'clock game. Well, the second 9 o'clock game is just going to be the Spurs, which I don't want to talk about that much, and the Magic. So who you got on this one? This is going to be a seven-point seven, seven spread on this one. I'm a little shocked about this spread. Um, yeah, the Spurs be- lost – what's his name? They lost LaMarcus Aldridge. That's why I don't want to talk they, about it. They, they cut him. <laughs> they didn't lose him. They didn't lose him. They he said, wasn't lost. You know he you was discarded. We want you to go. <laughs> Bye. He was discarded. He was he was let go. Um, I didn't realize he's thirty five. Yeah, he is. Um, I was actually I was actually surprised. I watched the game last night um, where they played Dallas, which was the first game, which was like the official first game out of coming out of the um, All Star break. They played they played against uh, Porzingis and and Doncic and the and the Mavericks, and they lost the game, but they it was actually really close, and they were actually leading. Um, you know, I believe going into the fourth quarter at some point in the fourth quarter, they were leading Uh anyway. um, But the Spurs have shown that they're, they're, you know, they're a solid team, right? They're a very good team team. and they are, yeah, they're absolutely a playoff team and the magic are not. So to me, this spread is actually really low um, compared, even, even though they lost Lamarck, even though Lamarck Aldridge is not playing, that seems to make them, that seems to make them, make them a little bit faster of a team. Yes. Um, they run more. DeMar DeRozan has a little bit more freedom and a little bit more space to work in. He had 30 points last night uh, in the Dallas game. Um, so he's even looking more spry. Like this is, this looks like it's helped them a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, I don't see a reason why you don't, you don't just roll with the Spurs here and, uh, and, and give the seven. All right. And the Spurs are at home, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. agreeing on a lot. I was I had the Spurs as um as my next, you know what? No, I had the Spurs as my next lock, but I think I'm gonna switch that to the next game. Yeah, that's oh, my lock. Next. Sorry, that's Spurs your... are my lock. All right, and then I, I'm picking the Spurs as well. Well, that's your first lock, right, Malik? Yeah, Lucevic is playing, but the Kobe. I think basically my main thing is any team that doesn't have a real good point guard, like Michael Carter Williams is the Magic starting point guard, so that's their first problem. <laughs> that they drafted. I know that sounds mean, but it is what it is. Hey, this is cruelty. This ain't seven years ago. Like he ain't the rookie of the year no more. Every team he's been on has pretty much traded him or moved him, moved on from him. He's like uh, he can't shoot. He's like Dennis Smith Jr. Can't like, shoot. Like straight. Yeah. Like he had. A, what's crazy is Smith Jr. had a triple double against the Knicks. Knicks still beat Detroit by twenty five points. So it kind of makes me realize like what what, what these stats are worth if you're not really going to be able to win the game. And Detroit's right. rebuilding, so that's why they signed him. They're letting him play, get all the run that he wants to get. He's not as bad as I thought, but like the Knicks just didn't have a space for him moving forward because he's talented. But he can't. He's not a great jump shooter neither. But right. Carter Williams is your point guard. Cole Anthony's hurt, so he's still out. And then they had someone ahead of him, and he's out, which is Marco Fultz. So they don't really have so many guards left. So, so just on the strength of that, Dejounte Murray, and um. DeMar DeRozan should be able to win this game pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, Vucevic, they're going to end up trading him. And they're probably going to end up trading Aaron Gordon, which is crazy because this team was a playoff team last year, the past two, three seasons. But yep. they're just not – they can't get over that hunt. Spurs by 10. And th- there's going to be a lock ace? Nah, nah. Okay. Next just making sure on that one. So we got two more games left on the, um, on the schedule here. We got uh, – they're both going to be the 10 o'clock Eastern games. Eastern time games. The first one is going to be the Jazz versus Jazz as the favorites, and the Rock and the Rock is going to be the underdog. And this is going to be a whopping thirteen and a half point spread, the highest of the night. What you got on that? 
<laughs> this team, well, this is my third one, so this is gonna be my parlay. Bullets, Heat, and then I think I'm gonna take the uh I think I'm gonna take the Rockets. Uh, the Jazz have been crushing teams and they're one of the best teams in the West. But whenever John Wall actually I should I should well, Ola Depot's pretty good, John Wall's pretty good. Their center is hurt. So I really should be picking the Jazz, but thirteen and a half points is too much in my book. Mm, you know, no, I'm switching back. I'm going with the Jazz. One of the worst team names in history of the NBA because there's no Jazz in Utah, but they could fix that. It's better than what they would be otherwise. So I'm going to go with the Jazz. That's going to be my lock. <laughs> and I expect them to roll this team. Um, even if John Wall comes back, he Damn might be closer, but I don't think he's going to make it closer than 13 and a half. What's up? I thought you were going with the Rockets. I swore you were going with the Rockets, and I, I was like, really. okay, this is going to be the one where we this is going to be one where we differ here because Rockets don't have no center, and it's hard for me to pick a team with PJ PJ Tucker, who's six foot six, mm-hmm. has to guard Rudy Gobert, who's seven foot two. Exactly. That's that's, that's, a that's 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 the thing. The Rockets can't. The Rockets still have a trouble is, trouble defending the paint, which is weird. Why they got rid of Demarcus Cousins because they actually needed him to play twenty eight minutes a game. Yeah. The Rockets have trouble trouble guarding the paint, and they haven't shown yet that they're capable of doing that. And this is a game where I expect Mitchell and and Conley and Gobert and Ingles and all of the all of the guys on the Rockets to just be able to just launch from launch from deep whenever they want to, and you know, and Gobert can clean up clean up the boards and defend defend down low. Like this is to me, this is an easy win for them. You know. Um, if the Rockets are going to win this game, it's going to be because something the Jazz didn't do something right. The Jazz are the best, are the better team by far, and this is the reason why they're they're, they're favored favored so heavily. They're also at home, unless right? John so the, yeah, unless John Wall has like a crazy game where he goes seven for seven from three. Yeah, some something something that you're not expecting has to happen. Um, I'm also hoping that this is the. This is the Oladipo um, trade train is going on as well here because uh, Vic is being wasted over there. So let's 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 get him out. Let's get him to a better team, better organization, <clears throat> New York Knicks. Um, and let's 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 move let's let's move <laughs> let's move let's, let's let's move in the right direction here. So yeah, uh, yeah. Don't I'm not worried about this. The Jazz the Jazz are gonna take it. Word is from a bunch of sites like. Uh... Was it Bleacher Report, ESPN, CBS, even NBC Sports is all reporting that the Knicks are trying to make that move. They have to trade one of their centers to the um, Jazz, the Rockets, sorry, to get Oladipo. So that's what it's going to take. It's either I'm with a pick it. or a pick. And they pretty much have collected all the picks they can get from, you know, Brooklyn. But with Brooklyn being as good as they are, how valuable are those going to be? I'm with it. Uh, Noel and Noel and, and Mitchell Robinson are exchange, they're interchangeable pieces at this point, in my opinion. Robinson's a little bit more athletic; he could jump a little bit better. So I'd rather keep him. But if you got to trade him to get Victor Oladipo, yeah, that's worth it. Yeah, take it, do it. So do it makes it. y'all a real contender. And Oladipo is what only 27? twenty seven. Twenty, yeah, twenty seven, twenty six. Like yeah, yeah, do it. When's do the it. trading deadline? Trade deadline for the NBA, I believe, is like next week. Uh. I'll look up that while Ace picks the next game. All right. So the final game is going to be the LeBron James team versus the Pacers. I mean, the Lakers versus the Pacers. Lakers are the favorites, underdogs is the Pacers, and it's going to be a four and a half spread. What do you got, Ace? I am going to take my time in picking this one. 
because I actually think it's going to be a much harder game to pick because we don't know Anthony Davis is going to come back. Dennis Schroeder's coming back. LeBron played a good amount of time during the All-Star game, which he didn't want to actually have to play. He was talking all that junk like he was going to sit out, and he didn't. Then the funniest part was one of the guys who been playing first didn't even make the All-Star team. Shout out to the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> who who didn't have anyone make who I actually thought was gonna have um their point guard. I keep always forget his name. Uh not Shy, because Shy Govius got traded to OKC, but the other one ended up staying with them. Um he didn't even actually make the all star game. He's complaining about having to play in a game that he didn't have to play in. Wait, so you're gonna hold out your money to the last minute on this game? Mm, I think the Pacers can actually win this game because I think why they got rid of Oladipo was he was an added bonus. And they found players with T.J. McConnell, and they traded for Malcolm Brogdon. Like, giving Brogdon that money and getting him out of um, Milwaukee was huge for them. Milwaukee really needs to hold on to Brogdon. He was probably one of the biggest pieces that they've lost, and they've been searching for point guards since they lost him. But going back to the Pacers, they could actually win this game. I know this game is in L.A., which is what favors them, and, like, LeBron has been playing through, like, a, a sore ankle all year. But I can't really see them losing this game to the, I mean, four and a half, I see them winning this game, but it wouldn't shock me if they ended up losing it or not covering it because the Pacers have been really good and they've been playing really well. The Pacers are one of those teams that's like kind of around where the Knicks are. Sometimes they play a little bit better. Sometimes they play a little bit worse, but that really all depends on how Malcolm Brogdon is playing and how their center is playing. Miles Turner is going to be a big advantage because the Lakers don't really have a center, and he's a lot better than um, the guy the Lakers signed. What's his name? Montrezl Harrell. He's just not tall enough, and... He's not really shooting that well in some of the games. He's a big energy guy, but Miles Turner is actually playing a lot better this year. And I didn't realize how young he was when they went to the World Championships with him on the uh, US Team USA. It was him and Oladipo on that team, and they were kind of leading them, but they didn't play too well. I don't even think they meddled actually when they played. But I could actually see the Lakers. I, I'm picking the Lakers to win this. This isn't a lock, but this is kind of the last game that I would want to pick. It's kind of shaky for me, but Lakers to win. Definitely seems like a scary game. What do you think, Malik? Yeah, I'd stay away from this game if I could. Um, LeBron has said, uh, he came out recently and said that, um, you know, he's not, obviously he played only 13 minutes in the All-Star game, and he's come out and said that that's basically all the rest he's going to get. He has no intentions of taking any time off uh, for the remainder of the season. He's going to play this season all the way through. Um, which I think bodes well for obviously the Lakers and Laker fans that, you know, their best player is going to be out there and, and, and you know, going to be uh, going to be healthy enough to play all the games. Um, <clears throat> and it probably means that, you know, you're going to get the best version of LeBron that you can possibly get for the next, you know, 30 some odd games so they can finish in, in a good position for their playoff, for their playoff position. Um, but it might not mean anything for this, for this first game. Um, they really, really need Anthony Davis back. I, I, I don't. Um, LeBron James might be the the best player on this team, but Anthony Davis is the MVP. <laughs> he's the, he's he he is the reason why everything happens the way that it happens for this team. Um, why they are the best defensive team in the NBA um, statistically why when he's around they just they, they have a, a an amazing record when he's on the court uh, him and lebron just have a great chemistry and when he's not there it's felt pretty pretty significantly so if he's not able to play um i'm gonna take the points and go with the pacers and um 
and yeah, and I'm perfectly fine with again not betting this game at all because obviously, like I said, the Pacers can come out and play a really really good game and keep it close and even potentially win, or they can play a really really bad game and get smoked. Right? It's yeah. perfectly it's perfectly they're perfectly capable of doing one or the other, and that's what happens when you're a middle of the pack team. Um, Lakers are better. They should win this game. They probably will win this game. But if I had to put money on it, I'd put money on the Pacers because still a little worried about LeBron's health and no Anthony Davis coming, no Anthony Davis playing means that this team's defense is not going to be anywhere near as good as it should be um, in the in that regard. So I'm going to take the Pacers. Give me the five, give me the four and a half points, but I don't feel good about it. You know what it is also with the Pacers? I forgot about this guy. He used to be on the Knicks for a little while. Uh, Doug McDermott. Doug McDermott has been big buckets, yeah. Big buckets have been having some pretty big games. Shout out to him and uh, Creighton, who's probably going to be doing a. They're going to have a pretty good run in the NCAA tournament. So if you're picking Creighton, I'd bet on them in the first couple rounds. But Doug McDermott has been every now and again. He's been having a 20 point, 23 point game, going like three for four from three, four for five. So you know he's he's doing the damn thing, earning his paycheck, which is another. He's kind of filling in at a small forward, like you know shooting guard spot. He's kind of he's been getting it done pretty well, so I wouldn't be shocked if he goes off because the Lakers that's one of their spots where they're soft. I forgot which one of the Morris brothers they have, Marquis for Marcus. Um, I genuinely cannot tell them apart. Uh, but yeah, that's another spot where they need like more production from. That's another thing, and they definitely need to get another center. Them actually losing Dwight Howard surprisingly hurt them because they need another they need a big man to come in. So then I need to get Demarcus Cousins who's healthy, or they need to get Andre uh, Drummond. Drummond, I think, is still hasn't signed because he's looking for more money than he is trying to look to go out and win. But maybe Cousins will go back to the Lakers, you know, get another mid-level exception, and uh, he could ride out the rest of the season with them and go win a title. Because imagine LeBron, Cousins, and Anthony Davis going into the playoffs. That will pretty much run them right through the West real easy. And the only team they got to worry about then is the Nets, who have no center. Or have they have DeAndre? I'm sorry, they have DeAndre. Um, they have DeAndre and uh, Jordan. They have Jordan, and now they got Blake Griffin, which is yeah. kind of crazy, because it's about six years, well, about four years past anybody wanted to have both of them on the team together. So we'll see. All right, cool. But um, so is it going to be to wrap it up? There's no more games. It seems like this is the shortest um weekend games on Friday, but. Um, this is episode number 18 right here, and please definitely follow us and stuff like that. But before we go, time for those shout-outs. Who wants to go first in the shout-outs? I'm going to let Ace go. I normally go first, so let Ace go. All right. I'm going to go first. Uh, shout-out to all the NBA players who are still playing. Shout-out to you, Rudy Gobert, for letting me throw up that meme earlier this week of you touching all the mics. You thought we forgot, but we haven't. Um, <laughs> I think that's why you're playing so well, because you're trying to make everybody forget about that. Shout out to the Knicks, who are still 500 and are going to actually go to the playoffs for the first time in about five seasons. Hopefully, they can add some more pieces before the trade deadline. I wouldn't be mad if they don't make a move, but if they do, get Oladipo, stop playing games, let's do this, or get Vucevic, which would really get y'all going. I love it. TNT just threw up the picture of uh, Rudy Gobert, too, (laughs) from that game. And this time last year, the Knicks won the very last game that was played during that uh, shortened season. And the Lakers won the championship on October 11th. Wow. I keep forgetting that. They played until the fall. That's right. So this team is not, yeah, this Lakers team is not a team that had a lot of rest. And shout out to my uh, UB Bulls, who will hopefully be going into the 
uh, was it NCAA tournament again? They won their first uh, game in the conference tournament in Cleveland. The number two seed in, in the conference. I think they can actually run the table. They could probably knock off Toledo, who's, you know, had to win in overtime against a pretty mediocre Ball State team. So we'll see what happens. And shout out to University of Michigan. I hope y'all win. And shout out to Georgetown and Patrick Ewing. They should be showing you more respect than MSG. You're, in, you're the last great player we actually had in that building. So I hope y'all team win. I hope Georgetown wins. And maybe y'all can become an unofficial HBCU. Okay. Yeah, Ace did all the sports shout outs, so I can't do any more. Um, <laughs> sh- look, shout out, shout out to the Snyder Cut. Uh, the Justice League Snyder Cut that's coming out a week from a week from today. Um, I will have watched it by the time we by the time we record next. I will have watched it, and I will have all kinds of opinions. Yeah, the four the four hour classic that this is, is going really? to be. It's four hours. Yeah, four yeah, hours. It's four hours. Yeah. I'm gonna um, take the day off from work just to see it. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna watch wow. it, take a break, and then watch it again. I don't know. Um, it's actually also coming out on my son's birthday, um, which is the 18th. So I'm, and I'm taking the next day off. So I might actually wind up watching it on the 19th, but whatever. Is he happy about watching it? Does he want to have to uh, Yeah, he has no interest in it. He has, he has no interest in it. He just wants a video game for his birthday. Um, <laughs> uh, shout, out to, shout out to them. Shout out to the new Mortal Kombat movie that looks freaking awesome. So far, the trailers look really good for that. Um, shout out to Kong and Kong versus Godzilla, which got pushed back to the end of the month. It was supposed to come out next week. It's not. It's coming out at the end of the month. So shout out to that. I want to can't wait to see that. Shout out to movies in general. AMC is starting to open back up. Um, yeah. Theaters in New York are starting to open back up. I know I said that I'm leaving New York very. I'm trying to leave New York as soon as possible. But while it's still here, I'm going to try to go to a couple of movies. Uh, it's opening up to 25% capacity. Shout out to all the restaurants that are getting ready to open up to 50, 50% capacity yeah. in New York. Shout out to restaurants that are open around the country. And, and, and shout out to, you know, vaccinations and getting, getting get everybody, you know, yeah. getting healthy again and getting us back to a level where hopefully, you know, we can close out 2021 saying COVID is behind us. You know, um, that's the yes. most important thing for us. It's like, it's we, just about get, COVID. we just need to get to a point where it's like we, we will have, by the end of this year, we will have been dealing with COVID for, you know, 18 months. And, and the reality of the situation is a year ago. Today. You said it, Ace. You said it, Ace. It was real. Yeah. A year ago today was when sports shut down and the conversation shifted to every single day, death tolls and, you know, yeah. um, hospitalizations and, yeah. you know, no, no end in sight. And everybody you know scrambling around for toilet paper and masks and yeah. all of these essentials the paper, yeah. and, and just one know. year later going to you know, the shelves yeah they're trying to find some clorox wipes you know and just one year later here we are having a conversation about the nba again having conversations about the nfl again having conversations about ncaa basketball again and yeah. and and baseball getting ready to start again and and some level of optimism is re- optimism is returning to our returning to our lives Definitely. look we're still we're still working remotely we're still trying to figure this thing out and we're still trying to make our ways through this yeah. but it feels like we're on the other side of it at least at least we're just now over the hump um and yeah. so yeah shout out to that shout out to Everybody that's doing the thing and trying to trying to maintain a, a healthy lifestyle and trying to live their lives in this environment, 
and it seems like we're getting a little we're getting a little bit for a little bit further to normalcy. And keep, and the keep first the, your hands, yes. Yeah, exactly. We're and the, the first sign of that is going shot. to be a the first sign of that is going to be a crappy Zack Snyder movie. So it's perfect. <laughs> it's, it's, great. It's, it's gonna be great. So wow. Bro. Now if he blows your mind away, you're gonna have to say you you, you have to come in and say you admit yeah. you was wrong. I will. I will openly admit that I was wrong. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen though. Sorry. Well, now do you think it'll be better than coming to America? Um, <laughs> possibly. Well, possibly. I mean, my expectations of this are going to be lower than they were for coming to America. So okay. it it has a better chance of impressing me than coming to America did, because I did have my expectations of coming to America were low, and okay. I I didn't I I still. I, I still left left out of that feeling like it just didn't need to be. My biggest problem with coming to America is I don't feel like it needs to be made. Yeah, Period. same here. Oh, they Period. didn't want to make it. It was just the fact that everybody kept talking about the original and they didn't realize yeah. how popular the original was. That I it saw didn't... one of the interviews, Beyonce basically wanted called up Eddie and um and Arsenio Hall. She's big time like that. She could do it. And she was like, We want to have come to America birthday party for me. It was like two, three years ago. And they just did it and she got Eddie to show up and found some of the original singers and you know got the music and all that i was like this is crazy yeah it, just left it, at her birthday party and called it, 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 it didn't need to be made if you're going to make it you could have made it a bit with a better story the story was just not uh, good yeah the story was all right but i mean come on they didn't have enough the, the jokes were kind of repetitive and they should have used michael black some more when he came in that was hilarious i'm not gonna lie when he introduced general easy that was one of my <laughs> favorite scenes yeah that in the barbershop which apparently Oprah didn't know that that was him in the makeup this entire time until he told her. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Wow. For 30 years, she thought that that was like, who are those old guys? I was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) When you hear people say stuff like that, it just makes you go think. Insane. But but Malik, as you were saying, like, this this marks a year of us dealing with COVID-19 or coronavirus, whatever you're calling it, the Rona. Hopefully y'all haven't gotten it. If you've avoided it, uh, like I have, God bless y'all. Keep washing your hands. Keep putting on masks. If you have the opportunity to get vaccinated, please go get vaccinated. And, you know, whether it's the Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, or Moderna shot, you know, trust it. Trust the science. You know, take care of yourself and your families. Absolutely. Well, since y'all guys got the most important things out the way, I just, just one shout-out I have to give. Shout-out to Christoph Przingas. You know, he was supposed to be our special guest tonight, but we, we just don't have the, enough time for him. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have to cut it short here. But shout-out to him for being, you know, so cool. Maybe we get you on the show. Shout-out to him. He was on hold for all this time. Yeah, he was, he was on hold all this time. Sorry about that, man. Sorry about that. But shout-out to him. You know, good luck with, with Dallas, and hopefully, you know, you get traded to a good team. But shout-out to him. But anyway, that'll be it for today. There's, like I said, this is um, episode number 18. Two more to go. We get to episode 20, but we're out now. Peace. Peace out. Peace.